It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 74, The Ghost of Brant Brown. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. Email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. Well, Carly, I'd like to say happy Friday. That's about the only good news we've got to report is that it is a Friday. Yeah, I mean, when you and I talked about, you know, when we made our predictions in the last episode, I, I took them taking one out of three, and that to me was even dicey on that. Um, you know, it's not to say they didn't have their chances, but but this was definitely a step up in class, and the Cubs just could not compete against what the Braves have. Yeah, definitely a step up in class. They did compete in two of the three games. So let's get at it, Crowley. Let's get into game number one, Justin Steele, the game that uh, we felt uh, most comfortable about. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think they competed in all three. They just didn't have enough. And, and in game one was their best chance at a win right there. Uh, everyone was hoping for a bounce back start from Justin Steele after giving up six runs in his previous two starts. Uh, the Cubs staked him to some early runs. We figured against Bryce Elder that the Cubs would get their runs. It's just not enough, right? And in the second, Cody Bellinger and Sale led the inning off with singles. Dansby grounded out and Morrell struck out. But with two outs, Mr. Clutch, Jan Gomes singled to give the Cubs a one nothing lead. Miles Masterbuani then ended another run with a single of his own, and the Cubs are up 2-0. In the top of the third, Nico and Cody Bellinger draw walks. Seiya Suzuki doubles, or, or doubled the Cubs' lead with a triple. Two runs are going to score. Now the Cubs are up 4-0. But with Seiya at third and only one out, Dansby would walk, Morel would line out, Gomes would strike out to end the threat. You're just going to see against a team like the Braves with their firepower, you just, this is what we talked about runners in scoring position in the last series against the Rockies. Even though the results were good against the Rockies, that was my concern. You cannot leave runners on base against this potent Braves lineup. And, you know, that just hurt to have runner at third and one out and not get him in. Can't do that. Can't uh, do that. Not if you're going to win, not if you're going to play October baseball other than one game. Right. In, 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 the, in the fourth, Miles Masterbuani and Mike Talkman walked to lead off the inning. And in the first of some questionable managerial decisions in this game, Mike Talkman was pulled for pinch runner PCA. While PCA is definitely the future, that's early to start focusing on defense against a lineup as good as the Braves and in a ballpark that, slays, that plays real small. Uh, PCA has struggled offensively, so is a head scratcher. With two on and no outs, Nico would line out, Hap would fly out, but Cody Bellinger would come up with a two-out single, and the Cubs were up 5-0. Elder's night was done, and the Cubs' offense did a good job against him. Jackson Stevens was first out of the pen, facing runners at the corners, two outs, when Seiya, who already had a single and a two-run triple, 
uh, you know, he gets another one and, and, and Cody runs to steal second Braves catcher, Sean Murphy pumps, fakes a throw to second, right? He catches PCA in no man's land. He is Ugh. caught in a rundown and the inning was over huge rookie mistake. Yeah. And there's been plenty of those. I mean, he has made two nice catches. Otherwise not so impressed with PCA so far. Now the Cubs would add one more run in the six when Miles Master Bonnie hit his third single of the game. PCA bunted to hit it to second. Nico would single to put runners at the corners, and Ian Happ would drive him in with an RBI single. Cubs are leading six nothing in the six. Got to be feeling good at this point, but got to be stay- feeling good, right? You know, did Steele look good? He gave up a double in the first and a double in the second, but then he retired the next eight batters he faced. Struck out the side in the third. It was better than we've seen him in a long time. But as we talked about a lot of times, Justin has thrown nearly 54 more innings than his previous career high. If it was me, I would have had double action going in the pen in that sixth inning in case there was an issue. No one was up. Dustin, were you surprised in the sixth, the way he was going, that nobody was up? I was surprised. Yep, I was surprised. Um, But obviously the bullpen can't be trusted. Maybe that was what it was. Maybe they thought that he was going to – push through but um you know 50 more 54 more innings in a lot yep now you know the first batter steel face kevin pillard the number nine hitter mind you hits a 425 foot home run to left center steel got acuna to ground out in the first out of the inning but he gave up a double double to ozzy alby he walked austin riley and then gave up a single to matt olson to score albies to make it six to two runners at first and second still only one out and his night was done. I thought he pitched well, just ran out of gas, you know, ran out of gas. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, I'm not a fan of letting their best people beat you. I, I would have walked Matt, especially knowing that you were going to the pen. He knew he was going to the pen. Oh, if Matt Olson gets a hit, we're going to the pen. Just walk Matt Olson and go to the pen. Yeah. It's, it's hard against this team because it's all these well, they got guys, five or six guys that hit 30 home runs. I mean, it's crazy, right? It's just impossible. It's, that's the thing about this team is you can't walk people because now you're going to set yourself up for a big inning. And, you know, with runners at first and second still one out, Jose Quas would come out first and give up a double to Marcelo Zuna to score Riley. Olsen would move to third and the Cubs and the Braves now are trailing only six to three with runners at second and third and one out. Quaz then got Orlando Arcia to pop out and he struck out Michael Harris to end the threat. And the Cubs are still holding on to a six to three lead. Next out of the pen in this, uh, the seventh was Javier Assad. He pitched so well against the Rocky. First thing he does, he walks the leadoff batter, Sean Murphy, Dustin, the guy we said on the cold list, didn't have a hit all night. He walks him. He strikes out Eddie Rosario, but Ronald Acuna, who was 0 for three in the game, hit a one, two pitch to right field. Assad would retire the next two runners, but the Cubs were now clinging to a one-run lead, six to five game. Now look, Dustin, I'm pissed off about the leadoff walk, no doubt. Acuna is probably going to walk away with the MVP. He's one of the best so players. Why pitch to him too? Again, why pitch to him in that situation? I, let I, let I somebody it. else beat you. Let somebody I, else beat you. I am I'm, sick I'm gonna, and tired of Acuna. I'm I'm going to say though the guy was 0 for three. I get what you're saying, but against this team, you cannot walk pretty much. Kevin Pillar, that's that's the list, and Sean Murphy. You got two guys that you can walk. That's it, intentionally. Other than that, any one of these guys are going to pop one off on you at any given time. You don't want to add more base runners in that situation. But what bothered me, Dustin, on this is that, 
yeah, Assad gave up the home run to Acuna, but then he looked pretty good after that, and he only pitched one inning instead of, to me, going maybe two or three. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Now, time for another bizarre raw sequence in this game with Cubs with uh, Cub far- former Cub far- farmhand on the mound, Pierce Johnson. Jan Gomes leads off the eighth with a single. Brian Man- uh, Braves manager Brian Snitker pulls him for lefty Brad Hand to face lefty Miles Masturbuani. So lefty versus lefty. Now, at this point in the game, Miles Masturbuani is three for three and has been the Cubs' best hitter in the last week, Dustin, slashing 500, 529, 500. And he asks Masturbuani to bunt. Not only that, the Cubs' slowest runner on the team, Jan Gomes, is at first. This makes no sense to me. It goes about as well as you would expect. Masturbuani bunts it to the pitcher who throws out Jan Gomes easily at second, and now you've just given up an out. Then, in a one-run game late, Ross pulls his best defensive center fielder in PCA to pinch hit for Patrick Wisdom, right? Wisdom would strike out. Nico Horner would ground out stranding Masturbuani at third. But again, the whole half inning just divide baseball logic, Okay. You now start the bottom of the eighth. PCA's out of the game. You move Cody Bellinger to center, and now Patrick Wisdom is playing first. You've just hurt yourself defensively in a one-run game. Made no sense. No, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. That that's that's the one of the biggest issues I probably had with David Ross over the past uh, three days. That that did not make sense at all. He 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 overthunk game number one for sure. Absolutely. Now, Drew Smiley comes into the game. He walks the leadoff batter, just like Assad did in the seventh, to put the tying run on with no outs. Um, he then throws a wild pitch to advance the tying run to second. He gets Marcelo Zuna to strike out. Smiley then throws his second wild pitch to move the tying run to third with one out. He then walks another batter, Orlando Arceus, to put the go-ahead run at first with one out. Now, Smiley gets Michael Harris to strike out. Pinch runner Forrest Wall steals seconds. There's two outs, Dustin, with the worst hitter in the Braves lineup, Sean Murphy, up. And Smiley gets a gets Murphy to hit a ball to right center. And you're watching it. Seiya Suzuki is calling off Ballinger. And then, in a, a again, the title of the episode, the ghost of Brant Brown, he whiffs on the catch. Two-run score. The Braves take a seven to six lead. The that would be the final score. Dustin, the Cubs would not score in the ninth. It was just stunning. And and for those of us who have lived this before, it just was. It just brought back a lot of PTSD, man. Yeah, it brought back a lot of bad memories. I mean, at least Grant, Grant Brown, at least it hit him in the glove. I mean, say it completely whiffed. I mean, absolutely positively whiffed. And then we get some, maybe it's the LED lights and excuses and whatnot. And people are mad at Suzuki. Crowley, I was more mad at Drew Smiley than I was at Seiya Suzuki. Walk in two guys and two wild pitches. I mean, you basically put them on there. and and Right. He he put the people at second and third. He put them there. Single-handedly. All by himself. And, you know, I do think that the, you know, they've talked about the lights. I, if you remember, there was a time where Ian Happ came back out after the game when the Cubs got the new LED lights and was trying mm-hmm. to adjust things. I mean, that's definitely an issue. I mean, I, I think there was a couple of good um, – I thought that the, the calls, all of the calls were really good, but I think Jim Deshays, what do you say? Oh, oh, oh my goodness, like that that's going to stick with this generation of Cub fans coming up, just how stunning that was and, you, and that image of Drew Smiley – putting his hands about over his head to clap and then spinning around in shock. I mean, yep. that was brutal. 
Um, you know, the Cubs offense scored six runs on 13 hits, but went six for 16 with runners in scoring position. They left nine men on base, Dustin. Uh, we talked about that against this offense. It's just not going to cut it. No, um, it won't cut it. Not against the Braves. It won't cut it against nope. many playoff teams. Steele went 5.1 innings. He gave up three runs on six hits, but one of those runs scored after Jose Coas gave up a double. Saad gave up a two-run homer, and Smiley walked two batters that came around to store. He gave up two runs on zero hits. They, of course, you know, and then that should have been an error on Suzuki, but it wasn't. But that, that you know, when you think about the 2023 season, and it's tough because people are like, well, it shouldn't be. I heard David Haw and you guys talking about it in the morning show you know, the indelible image that's going to be there, you know, it shouldn't say a Suzuki and Ross brought this up and I agree with him. He has carried the Cubs offensively for the last month, month and a half. Uh, they don't have about half the runs if say I didn't drive him in, in this game, he's the one that was offensively doing his job. But again, people remember, if you remember when, when Leon Durham made the air in 1984 against San Diego, he didn't miss almost any balls at all at first. He was as sure-handed as they come, and he was a guy that was a huge offensive driving force, but that's the image you remember. Alex Gonzalez, he barely made any mares, and he hit a couple home runs in the playoffs. It's that double play ball, so that is going to be an image that sticks with people for a long time. I was concerned that it would affect Seiya's mental um, fortitude in this one because, remember, David Ross talked about you know when he benched him, it was more mental than physical issues that was affecting him. And again, the last thing you needed was Seiya Suzuki to struggle offensively. Yep, he's been carrying the team offensively. There's no doubt about that. All right, so the Cubs are down one game to none. Game number two, Jamison Tyone throwing. Yep, Tyone versus Darius Vines. And we were, you know, we didn't know what Tyone was going to do. He's kind of been an enigma all year. We were concerned about his road numbers. And it looked like our fears were going to be realized when in the first inning, he gave up a home run to Ozzie Albies and the Cubs were down one nothing. But after that, Tyone settled down and was able to, to tame this potent Braves lineup. He gave up a leadoff double to start the second. But then, Dustin, he sat down the next 15 Braves. Absolutely, Absolutely tremendous amazing. performance. I mean, just unreal. Now, the Braves starting pitcher, Darius Vines, had been in the minor leagues all season until being called up on August 30th. This was his second start of the year. Uh, Vine sat the Cubs down in order in the first, but then they scored a fluke run in the second. Cody Bellinger led off with a single. Saya drew a walk. Then Swanson flied to sec to right. I thought the ball was going to get past Acuna. He makes it, but he's on his back. He, and so Bellinger is able to advance to third with one out. Recently activated Heimer Candelario's at the plate. The ball kind of starts going inside. Looks like it almost might hit him. It hits his back, goes behind the catcher. Bellinger comes home, and the umpire rules that it was a passed ball. And then and Bellinger scores. Now on replay, the ball clearly hits the bat. But for some stupid reason, the play is not reviewable. Braves manager Brian Snicker comes out to explain, hey, guys, it hit the bat. There's no way that that was a passed ball, the way the bounce, the ball ricocheted. And so the umps met to see if anyone saw it. None of them did. The run stood, and the game's tied. I'm guessing, Dustin, that rule will be changed in 2024. That was just awful. Yeah, uh, even Snicker, though it went the Cubs' way, that was awful. Yes. Just awful. Snicker let the umps have it. He was tossed from the game. And in the top of the third, uh, Mike Talkman and Ian Happ both homered to put the Cubs up 3-1. to one. And I'm thinking, okay, here we go. This is what needs to happen. Routes on. You got Vines in there. Knock him out. Th throw some more runs up. But they didn't. Okay. 
it was all of a sudden, you know, he Vines would go on six innings. He gave up three runs, really only two because that one was garbage on four hits. So you're telling me you can only get two home runs and two other hits against this guy that was in the minors. That 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 right to me right there, that was gonna be it. I, I just kind of had a gut feeling, right? Yeah, they did not put the foot on the gas like we would like to say. Yeah, that doomed them, no doubt about it. Tyone's cruising, but in the bottom of the seventh, he gives up a lead-up walk to Austin Riley, and Matt Olson singles to put runners at the corners with no outs. The next batter, Marzell Ozuna, hits one to Nico, who tries to flip it to Dansby to start a double play, but his throw is too high. The ball goes over the Whoops. glove of Dansby. Everyone is safe. Riley scored, and again, he was going to score anyway because they would have gone for the double play. Three to two ball game. Tyone's night's done. He pitched six innings, gave only three hits, two runs, one walk, and three Ks. Um, but Drew Smile, you know, to me, when I'm watching this, there's another error, and I'm sitting here. I told you, Dustin, before the game, runners in scoring position, bullpen. The one thing I didn't count on was the defense, which had been one of the calling cards of this team to completely fall apart. Yeah, it let them down. It's let them down all three games. We'll get into more than that as we get into uh, game number three, but let's keep going on game two. Drew Smiley, the first out of the Cubs beleaguered pen with runners on first and second, only one out. He got Sean Murphy to strike out and Kevin Pillar to pop out. So good. The Cubs lead three to two. Um, and then Julian Merriweather comes out and gets the first out of the inning um, in the eighth. And then uh, Ronald Acuna would single. He would steal second. And then Cubs killer Ozzy Albies ties the game with a single. Merriweather gets them out of the inning on a nice strike them out double, uh, throw them out double play. And so now we got a tie game. And so that takes us to the ninth with one out. Dansby was hit by a pitch. Jaime Candelario would draw a walk. PCA came, PCA came in to pinch run. And Mr. Clutch, Jan Gomes, singled to score Dansby. And the Cubs retook the lead four to three. The Cubs had runners at the cores with corners with one out for Miles Mastrobuani, who's again been one of the hottest hitters. But in a situation where he had to make contact and drive in that run at third with one out, he strikes out. Mike Talkman lines out to end the threat. And now the Cubs only have a one-run lead. Next out of the pen is Mark Leiter. Leiter had not pitched in a week. Um, first battery faced Matt Olson. You know, he pops out to second, but the pitch wasn't good. He just missed it. He just got under it. He fell behind the next batter, Marcelo Zuna, 3-0 and threw him a 91-mile-per-hour fastball right down the middle that Ozuna hits 413 feet to left center to tie the game. The next batter, Michael Harris, doubled, and Ross had seen enough. Leiter was out. Jose Cuas came in. He threw a wild pitch. That's about 15 feet outside the zone. Harris is going to move to third, but he gets the next two runners to ground out, and Harris was left stranded. But, Dustin, this is another one that I scratched my head, and I know there's not a lot of good options. But there is clearly an issue with Mark Leiter. My guess is we'll find out after the season he was hurt, but he had, he won't throw a split finger anymore, which was his his main bread and butter pitch. The guy yeah. literally had nothing. Why wouldn't you have gone with Luke Little? Right. I don't know why Luke Little doesn't go until game number three. I was saying that all day long, and I would have flip flopped it. I would have actually had Leiter go earlier, and I would have had Merriweather try to end it. I guess, but but Leiter can't throw, and that's the concern. He can't throw. When you can't throw your main pitch, then these guys, especially against some of these bullpen guys that are two-pitch pitchers, they're just going to be sitting on it, and, and and that's exactly what they did. I mean, trust me, there were David Ross was running faster than I've ever seen him run to get him out of the game. <laughs> we get the extra innings, top of the 10th, Talkman starting at second, Nico lines out, Talkman moves to third, Hap would hit a sack fly, Talkman scores, Cubs go up 5-4, 
And now, again, you only got a one-run lead. Daniel Palencia comes in to pitch the bottom of the 10th. Kevin Pillar starts at second. Orlando Arcia would ground out. Pillar moves to third. Ronald Acuna singled to tie the game. And then, in a controversial moment, he would steal second to make him the first player to hit 40 home runs and steal 70 bases. The game is stopped. He raises the base above his head. They play a montage in the middle of this game. Uh, that, Dustin, was absolutely ridiculous. Well, the, the first part of it was he grabbed the base like somebody was going to steal it from him. I, he ripped that thing out of the ground. He bent over immediately. And then I think they went to the montage. Obviously, this was all predetermined, meaning when you steal your 70th base, grab it out of the ground quick, and we're going to go to a video tribute to you. There's no doubt in my mind about that at all. And Ross tried to shrug it off afterwards. That wasn't the reason they lost the game, but it definitely slowed down the rhythm of the pitcher. There's no doubt about that. It, whether Whatever it is, you're sitting here and the Cubs are fighting for their playoff light. You could have easily done the whole ceremony the next game. You could have pulled the base out, exchanged it, put a new mm-hmm. base in. Or you could have just kept the base in between innings. You could have put a new base in. It's, it wasn't a right. big deal. But you don't stop the game. You don't do a montage. And it's a made-up record. It's a made-up record. It's not like some long-standing record. It's a made-up it, club. Right. And it's an achievement, and it deserves to be recognized. Not sure. in the middle he'll of a game. He'll, not he'll in the middle win of the a MVP. Game. Right. He'll win the MVP. Not, the not time in the middle of the game. And kudos to both JD and Boog. I know they've gotten some feedback from the Atlanta people and some national people, but they were right to criticize it. It shouldn't have happened. Either ways, the game resumes. Ozzie Albies singles, because of course, that's what Ozzie Albies always does against the Cubs. Acuna scores and the Cubs lose six to five. Dustin, the Cubs had the lead in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth inning and couldn't out win the game. Right. That's why Uh, there's not one thing, right? You can't blame this on one person. When you blow all those leads, you cannot blame it on one single person. This was a team loss. The offense scored five runs on seven hits. They went one for eight with runners in scoring position and left seven on base and the bullpen gave up four runs. It's again, runners in scoring position and bullpen. What I said before this series started. Yep, and we didn't think the defense was going to be part of it, but it definitely was. All right, Crowley, next we're going to move to game three. All right, this is what we were all waiting for, the Marcus Stroman start. He has to come up big. But, Dustin, let's be honest. He wasn't healthy when they activated him. He didn't look great in the bullpen except for maybe like a half an inning. Um, He just didn't have it. Now, this is not all on Stroman. Like you said, this was a, a team effort, whether you talk about this game or whether you're talking about the other two games. But the offense, Dustin, to me, looked listless, and the defense looked atrocious. You had a 20-year-old rookie, A.J. Smith-Shraver, on the mound. Cubs got on the board first, but again, it wasn't because anything they did. It was another gift run. Second game in a row that they got a freebie. Mike Talkman walks to lead off the game. He steals second. Nico grounds out to advance Talkman to third. And with the infield in, Ian Happ hits one to third baseman, Austin Riley. He had plenty of time. I don't know why he's rushing it. He guns it home, and the throw was more towards the left field side, the left field dugout side. And and Talkman was called safe, but Dustin, to me, he absolutely looked out. The Braves are looking at it on replay, but they take too long to make a decision to challenge. So Snitker signals he wants a challenge, but the ump says, sorry, too late, dude. So free run for the Cubs. Did you think he was out? I didn't think he was out, but I think they should have reviewed it. I, I felt bad, I guess, for the Braves, if you can feel bad for a team that's won 100 games but uh real really close play um 
you know, they called him, you know, the other part is they called him safe. So I think when you call the guy safe, it's harder. Got to have a lot more evidence to call the guy out. It was ugly, but, uh, you know, it was a very athletic play by Talkman, high-stepping it over the glove. Right. Now, Cody Bellinger would ground out and say Suzuki was robbed of extra bases on a great catch by left fielder Eddie Rosario to end the inning. So Stroman is staked to a one-run lead. He gets the first two batters out before giving up a single to Austin Riley. And then Matt Olson hit a two-run homer, his 54th of the season, and 136 RBI, which broke the most RBIs in a single season in Braves history. So down to now you're down to one the Braves added some more runs again why, why 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 I, I don't care that he had two strikes on him you know both these runs end up coming because of two strikes he gives up the single then he gives up the home run but again why why are you letting there these two guys and again if I'm managing don't see a pitch I, I'm going to disagree Dustin I'm going to disagree. I know, I know you are I, I sound like a brokered record I'm just saying that it's it, it works, super against, it, super it works against it works against a team like New York where you say there's one guy that can beat you on this team. One guy that can beat you. Pete Alonso, don't let that one guy beat you. Here, go ahead. Throw it to Ozuna. Put guys on in front of Azuna, Rosario, put him in, in front of uh, of Ozzy Albies. You see how work, good that worked in game two. You can't do it. There's just too many weapons to be able to walk guys. You walk guys, you're inviting a big inning. That's that's my opinion, and and you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess. But I don't do that. Um, when you take a look at this right here, though, uh, the Braves added more runs in the bottom of the second. Eddie Rosario let off the inning with a ball to left field. Ian Happ looked like he should have had it, but the ball squirts out of his glove for a two base error. He would come around to score on a Michael Harris double to make it three to one. Stroman would get Orlando Arcia to strike out for the second out, but our uh, Ronald Acuna drove in Harris on a single, and the Cubs trail four to one. That would be it for Stroman going two innings, giving up four runs, only two of them earned on four hits. But Dustin, he was giving up a lot of hard contact. The sinker lots wasn't of hard sinking. Contact. Lots of hard contact. Again, I, I would have flipped this. I, I would have started Assad and then I would have went to Stroman if that was needed. Right. Assad comes in the third and Austin Riley hit a, a leadoff triple, which I thought wasn't played very well by Talkman. Assad got Matt Olson to strike out. He walked Ozuna to put runners in the corner, but then Assad gets Eddie Rosario to hit a dribbler. Assad's looking to throw out the runner at home, but he bobbles it. Everyone's safe. Now that makes it five to one. I mean, that should have been another out right there that, you know, if he played it cleanly, the runner's out at home, Assad gets the next two out to end the innings. But again, defense fails him. That's just un unbelievable. Yeah. Defense um, let him down. There's no doubt about it. Right. While the p pitching was giving up runs and the defense was dropping balls everywhere, the offense was doing nothing against a 20-year-old rookie. The Cubs didn't even get their first hit until the fourth inning when Seah hit a two-out single. Dustin threw five innings. The Cubs only had three brace runners. A walk in the first, Seah single in the fourth, and a Candelaria walk in the fifth. That's it. Now, the Cubs start to make some noise in the sixth when Nico leads off to start the inning. Hap grounds out and Cody Bellinger strikes out. But Seah doubles to score Hap, and then the Cubs cut the lead to 5-2. to two. The bullpen, which looked like problems in the first two games, looked good. They kept the Cubs in it. Assad gave up one run on his own air. Luke Little pitched 1.2 innings of shutout ball, and Hayden Wisniewski pitched 2.1 innings of scoreless ball. The Cubs would have one more shot in the eighth. Nico would lead off with a single. Hap would strike out. But Bellinger and Seah would hit back-to-back -back singles to score Nico and make it a 5-3 to three game with the tying run at first and second. But Dansby Swanson who was one for 10 in the series with a walk and a hit by pitch grounds into a double play to end the threats. And the Cubs did nothing against Rosilla Iglesias. The Braves would take this one five to three to sweep the Cubs. 
um, against the against a rookie and a lower tier bullpen pitchers until they got to Iglesias. They only scored three runs on six hits, Dustin. Three of those hits and two of the runs were off the bat of Seiya Suzuki. Talkman, 0 for 3 with a walk. Hap, 0 for 4. Swanson, 0 for 3, hits into that double play to kill the threat. Candelario, 0 for 3. Gomes, 0 for 4. Mastrobani, 0 for 4. Only three Cubs players got hits. Nico and Cody and Seiya Suzuki, not acceptable. Not in a game that was do or die like that. Not the do or die game. No, 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 no. Not in a do or die game. Mm-mm. You nope. you sat there and you knew what you had to do and you had to play, you know, again, you know the bullpen is taxed. You had to do better with runners in scoring position offensively and you had to play clean defense and you couldn't do any of the three things you needed to do. Um, no bullpen, the offense stunk, runners in scoring position and the defense just completely let them down. Again, the defense, the trademark of what this team was built upon absolutely just just absolutely stunning and now you're sitting there and you're going to need a baseball miracle if this team has any chance of postseason they're on life support maybe maybe Crowley the Brewers want to play the Cubs we're going to find that out we're going to talk about that next